Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to Redemption Press author, Karen Motoro. She has just completed the second book in her Bible Companion series. And this bite-sized chapter-by-chapter compilation explores ancient biblical history through relevant storytelling and compelling questions. Book one covers Genesis and Exodus, and book two covers Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So before we go to that conversation, let me give her a proper introduction. Karen Westbrook Motoro's The Bible Companion series offers readers fresh insight into God's Word. For 25 years, Karen taught regularly at Bible and Breakfast, a large interdenominational Bible study, her creative writing masters from Chapman University in 2015, and theology masters in arts from Fuller Theological Seminary in 2017, give her a storyteller's perspective of scripture. Karen has been married to Joe, her dearest friend and keeper of her solitude for more than 50 years. So let's go ahead and roll that conversation. Well, Karen, it is a delight to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being with us and welcome to the All Things Podcast. Thank you for having me. You bet. So as uh, our audience knows, we t- typically jump right into the Romans 8:28 story because I love for them to get a little bit of backstory on our guests. But we are going to switch it up a little today and actually ask you that at the end of the interview. So um, if you're listening right now, stick around because you will want to hear that story as it puts brings everything into context. So Karen, um, your series is entitled The Bible Companion. And tell us just a little bit about that and your your purpose. Okay. It's um it's going to be a 12 book series that's designed to help people read the Bible through from the beginning to the end. The books are small books. Each day has a short reading of about 250, 300 words. And um, it's meant to help people um, understand a little bit of what they're reading and be able to put it into context so that you're not just reading on your own. Mm. So it sounds to me like there's not a whole big, huge amount of homework involved or no and that was the idea behind it um and I, I say there's there are three reasons that i i was compelled to to write this series and um the first was just my conviction that you know all scripture is given by inspiration and so that means that we are supposed to read all of the bible and i I find that a lot of people want to do that, but they have a hard time um, 
getting through Leviticus is, is really what it comes down to. So the second book um, is um, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So that's some of the hardest books for, for people to get through. But the approach I've taken with this is um, the Bible is a story. I'm a storyteller, and I was intrigued by the idea of how could um, how could you pique people's interest in the Bible? And everybody loves a story, and we all have a story, and it's part of God's story. So if we can draw that connection, then the Bible becomes a whole lot more relevant. And of course, the challenge then is to do it in some of these uh, more difficult passages, but um, I, I was so you know, convinced that it was important that we read all of scripture that um, you know, I, I really was inspired to, to find a way to um, kind of entice people to do that or, and, or to help people through that wanted to do it and yet had found it difficult. The second thing is I, I have a passion for God's word. I have a passion for storytelling. And so um, um, I wanted to bring those two together. Um, my example for this series came from my father, who was a pastor. He pastored for 60 years. Wow. And he, he found that um, uh, even people that read the Bible through could kind of checked off the boxes and really didn't understand what they were reading. So at the end of the year, they could say, well, I read the Bible through in a year, but they weren't able to really absorb it into their lives. So he started writing these small little uh, devotionals and um, um, he ended up um, giving those to me. And um, then when I had the idea of doing it, doing it as a story, I, I ended up not using his content, but I used his idea. And so the idea is that you can, um, that everybody can get something out of every single chapter of the Bible with the help of the Holy Spirit, and sometimes we need a little context and, and help from someone else. So that is what I try to do um, is, uh, you know, help people put the Bible into um, into context and be able to apply it to their lives. Mm. Well, I just love that you would help people get through the book of Leviticus, which I'll bet that is a common theme of people quitting and just Absolutely. giving up and to be able to turn that around and make it interesting and make it make sense of why it's even happening. And, and then to be able to, to just take people through from that heart of a storyteller. I love that. And I love that your dad gave you that example. It's, and it's been a labor of love um, and a legacy. Yeah. So, um, and that is one of the things that you try to do in story. Um, and it's one of the things that, that God did in the Old Testament is he is giving his people a story and a culture that they can pass on to the next generation. So what I discovered as I was going through these books that surprisingly, I mean, what you hear about the books of the law, Leviticus, uh, you know, numbers in Deuteronomy is that they don't really apply very much today um, because God did, a, Jesus did away with those, 
you know, all those ceremonial laws. But what, what I discovered is that they are extremely practical, that the principles behind them are not only spiritual principles, but daily principles. So for example, the, the dietary restrictions were um, meant to help people think, you know, every time they prepared food, every time they had a meal, they would remember we eat this way, we observe these things because Yahweh told us to. And so what, what the law is actually doing is introducing God into everyday life. Wow. So it's kind of the opposite of the idea that we have about it. But we, we do have to have some interpretation because you, you read those things and you don't, don't really um, always see what the relevance um, would be. But um, a huge one is the sacrificial system. Because of the, those sacrificial laws and the symbolism that God deliberately set up for, in these laws, when Jesus came, the Jews understood how that he was the sacrifice for their sins and were able to convey that to us, you know, as all of us Gentiles who did not grow up in that tradition so that we could understand the enormity of what God did on the cross. But one of my favorite ways of kind of understanding uh, the purpose of the, the, these books of the law um, is in the, um, the example of like Aaron, who was uh, the priest and God, um, created a breastplate for him that had all the stones and that had to be incredibly heavy yeah. on, his, on his shoulders on his so he could wear it during as he was performing his you know uh, priestly function but you certainly couldn't wear it for long and the reason was it was heavy and so when we read these laws in the old testament um, i don't know about you but when i read them they just seem so onerous and so detailed and so impossible. And it occurred to me one day that that is the point. That's why God has given us these books so that when we read them, we think there has got to be a better way, you know, and we're not even having to observe them, but just reading them, we feel the weight of them. And yet Jesus comes and he is able to bear all of that weight on his own shoulders. And that's what he does for that. But then when you see that in the Old Testament, and you, now we realize that's what he's doing because we had that symbolism in the Old Testament. Mm. I have never thought of it that way. But when you say it, it just resonates. Mm. That to understand the enormity and to feel the weight of that like yeah that's the weight of sin absolutely <laughs> wow so good. it has value and I, that's why that's why jesus said i didn't come to destroy the law but fulfill it right so if, if that's what he's fulfilling we need to know well what is he fulfilling exactly and, and then when you when you start when you see that um even in those the laws, even though they are laws, they are still part of God's story. Mm. They're, they're not separate. They are integral to God's story. And um, I know that one, um, one aspect of uh, the Christian life that 
a lot of pastors struggle with is um, teaching spiritual disciplines, uh, for instance, giving. And, you know, I realized one day, sometimes we have trouble teaching giving because we only do it from the New Testament where we're told to give. But in the Old Testament, it is, you, you hardly go a page before someone is either making a sacrifice, um, uh, giving a sacrifice, or God is asking for a sacrifice as a means of having relationship. So uh, if, if you want to understand how the spiritual disciplines are to be part of our daily life, we go to the Old Testament to see that. Wow. Okay, so now tell us. How, so this is a series. How many yeah. books? Her, how many books are going to be in the series when it's complete? It'll be a total of twelve. Okay. And um, usually there are two or three books in each one until you get to the really small books, and then they have more. But I, I deliberately made them so they're not big, thick books. Right. You know, I, I think you know the Bible is a very dense reading, and it helps to have something that has a lot of white space that you can look at it and just say, you know what, this is 250 words, 300 words. I can do that. I can do that. And then, um, you know, it's kind of the same ideas like with the daily bread, how you just kind of look forward to looking, look, reading that one little thing and it kind of gets you thinking in the right direction. And that's the idea behind uh, the Bible companion. It's, I, you know, hopefully very informative, very inspiring, but it's also very doable. Mm. I love that. So, so tell us why you started with the most difficult books. Well, um, because the Bible says in the beginning, <laughs> right? <laughs> so that tells us that God is telling a story. Hmm. So, um, and when you, when you read the Bible as a story, it is absolutely amazing at how it holds together you know, so many authors, so many periods, so many experiences, and yet the storyline, it, it builds one on the other. And, and so there are very, there are many ways of reading the Bible and they're all valid. But one way that really adds a, a very rich perspective is reading it from beginning to end as one continuous story. Because even the way that the books ordered has been God ordained. Um, just the way the Bible has come together, um, and this, uh, you know, uh, even the Psalms, the order of the Psalms. So, you know, when when you start looking at, at as a story, then you start saying, well, why is this before? Why is this after? And it just makes sense. The way I like to explain the Old Testament is, if you um, say, as an you did not know your father growing up. And as an adult, you met your father. Well, you could love him from that moment on. You could have a wonderful relationship um, and it could be fantastic. But wouldn't you also want to know, well, why am I just now meeting him? Hmm. Um, why didn't, why, why did, you know, why did it take so long for us to get that? What happened? Why aren't, why weren't we in relationship all these years? And so, you know, you, you want to know your history and you would have to answer those questions because even if before you could truly love your father, you might know him, but you want to find out, um, can he be trusted? Mm. Um, 
is he somebody I want to be like? Right. Uh, just, and so that the Old Testament answers those questions for us. When we only encounter God in the New Testament, we don't really know what happened, at least not in story form. We're, we're, we're given the synopsis of it, you know, but we're not. The Old Testament gives us our history. It gives us our story. It tells us what happened. It tells us why we have not come to Christ until, you know, a certain point in our lives. Hmm. So reading through the law and all the Leviticus numbers and Deuteronomy, that's your newest uh, completion on yes. the series. Correct. Um, tell us why, I mean, I, you've alluded to it already, but there, there's got to be more on why reading about the sacrificial dietary laws, you know, just all of that. And then the importance of what Jesus did. Well, Jesus reduced the laws to, to two. Mm. He summarized them that, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So if you look at the uh, Ten Commandments, that's basically the heart of the Ten Commandments. But if you drill into that deeper, the, the books of the law are are they're kind of like case law they're they're giving you the examples that show you how to live out those uh those specific laws um and they they can be very practical like there's one that says um if you um have a a rooftop deck you have to build railing around it well the principle behind that is that if you have someone in your home you're responsible for their safety. Right. So that could be a stranger. It could also be a child. So the implication is as a, as a, as a parent or whoever, the, if you're the responsible person in that home, you have an obligation to keep your children safe and to as well, you know, spiritually as well as, as physically. And so, um, but the, but it's just teams with all these, um, examples of how we are supposed to take care of not only our relationship with God, but our relationship with our, our, you know, fellow man. Mm. I love that because if we do read the old Testament, like we should be, and we get the help we need, uh, certainly through this series to help us get through and really see it in a, from a different perspective, you would come out of that saying, woe is me. I there's no way I am. I mean, to see our sinful selves. And that is true. And that's a reaction that you, of course, see happen all the, all the time when people encounter God, um, is that it brings an awareness of our own sin, but the Bible is first of all, God's story. Mm. So, you know, we, he, he is gracious enough to invite us into it, right. but, but it is his story. It's his story first. So, you know, we tend to look at a lot of the, um, of the stories in the Bible and that it's telling us about David, or it's telling us about, uh, when you get to the new Testament, the parables are telling us about the prodigal son. Well, it does tell inform us about those people, but what it's really telling us about is the father, hmm. father's mercy, 
the father's compassion. Um, God is so eager to have fellowship with us. Um, for instance, the festivals that are in the Old Testament. I mean, if you counted up the number of holidays and festivals and religious gatherings, it's amazing. I mean, it's about once a month that that we're supposed to have a, a pretty big celebration. And then once a quarter, you have a, you know, a big one where you take a week off. And, you know, it's because, first of all, uh, the idea of Sabbath is huge mm. in the Old Testament. Right. And that is a principle that we have widely neglected today. But the principle be behind that is we are not beasts of burden. God, we are God's beloved children and we work ourselves to death, but God does not ask that of us. In fact, that dishonors him when, when we do that, because remember, like the Israelites were slaves in Egypt and God brought them out of that. And he said, you don't have to work 24 seven anymore. Take mm -hmm. time to worship me. Take time to be with your family. And um, that's a very important principle of the of the Old Testament, and it is the one of the main things that Israel is judged for, is not keeping the Sabbath. So, um, yeah, I think the Lord will probably have a bit to say about uh, how we organize our lives uh, in light of that uh, gift. It's it's not a it's not a, a law. It's a gift that He's given us because if we if we truly honor the Sabbath, then then we have time for relationship with him and with others, which is what he's all about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> love your God and love others. Yes. There you, go. there you go. Okay. This is so good. We could go on for at yes. least another hour, but let's go ahead and start to land this plane. I would love for our listeners to just hear your favorite Romans 828 story where God worked all things together for good and uh, just showed you and brought good out of disappointment. Well, um, I have always been a serious student, a serious student of the Bible. And um, I always had a desire to um, go to grad school. But every time I would get ready to go, something would happen. I mean, major life events. Uh, just at the point I was going to be an empty nester, my um, my oldest son had a very bad car accident that required a lot of, you know, years of medical uh, intervention and things. Um, in my in my younger years, my husband traveled a lot, so I was needed at home. I couldn't pursue it then. And so I kind of gave up on it. And I always had a desire to write and I always had a desire to ministry. And I was always involved in ministry and uh, was also also writing at, at that same time. But I just thought nothing was ever going to really come of it. So um, after my husband retired, he's, he said to me one day, you know, have you thought about going to grad school? This would be a great time for you to go. It's like, I hadn't even thought about it. But then I'm thinking, well, what do I do? Do I pursue writing or do I pursue ministry? So one day I'm, I'm visiting with a friend of, of mine who happened to be a, the provost at uh, Fuller Seminary. And he said to me, well, why don't you do both? <laughs> and it was like, it was so preposterous 
And yet, you know how every once in a while you just have something in your spirit that just says, I know I'm supposed to do this. Yep. So at the age of 63, wow, I enrolled in two master's programs, a master of fine arts uh, in creative writing and seminary. And uh, about three and a half, four years later, I had completed both degrees. And by the time I was through, I realized um, I had started working with my dad to see, you know, uh, on the, on his series, just to kind of help him out and realized, you know what? This is the perfect way, this blending of storytelling and theological training kind of uniquely qualifies me to do something that I don't think has been done before. And um, I realized that the timing of that was perfect. If I had gotten my advanced degrees earlier in my life, I probably I may have gone for a different type of degree. I probably would have gone into another type of ministry. I never would have done this project. And yet I really feel um, that this is kind of, um, you know, a major life project. I hope I have many, but um, this is the one I'm working on right now. And um, it just seems so unlikely in, in so many ways. Um, and I was just so certain that dream was dead. And yet, God not only brought it to life, but he has, is allowing me to do two things that I absolutely love to do. And that's tell the story, the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Mm. I love that. Okay. So if we've got people listening today and they want to just connect with you online or just find out more about your ministry, what is the best place for them to do that? Uh, my website is, uh, you can either... Find me at karenwestbrook.com or karenwestbrookmadero.com. My last name's kind of unusual. So if you have a hard time with that, you can just do Karen Westbrook and it'll take you there. And um, uh, that's how you can find me. Perfect. And the book is available wherever Christian books are sold, but certainly right. on the Redemption Press site and all the others. So Karen, thank you so much for being with us today. You just inspired me to actually tackle the book of Leviticus. Oh, do it. But you know, start with Genesis because if yes. you do it as you go through, you get more out of it because like I said, one builds on the other. Yes. So yeah, I know a book that can help you. Oh, I know. I know. It's in our bookstore right here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank it's you, been delightful. Thank you. Appreciate it. You bet. Well, thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Romans 828 Bookstore and Redemption Press. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and maybe even leave a review on Apple. That will help the algorithms get us up higher to the top when people are searching for podcasts that can bring them hope and encouragement. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.